The president's 2020 budget request is out, and it's a mixed bag of old and new proposals. On the one hand, it includes a historic number of spending cuts, that's the president's word, mostly at civilian agencies. On the other hand, the White House has made the same familiar proposals to cut federal employee retirement and health benefits. Federal News Network's executive editor Jason Miller and reporter Nicola Grisco join me now to break down the details of what we know so far about that request. And let's start at the top. Widespread civilian cuts for 2020. Nicole, what are the numbers you've seen? So the numbers we've seen, and this all goes back to the fact that the administration isn't making any uh, changes to the Budget Control Act Act caps, is that there's about five there's about $543 billion in spending for civilian agencies in 2020, and that's really a dramatic turn, about a 9% cut from what civilian agencies received this year in 2019, $597 billion. So they're trying to essentially cut down agencies so that they don't have to make any adjustments to the spending caps, at the same time increasing defense spending. Most of that is through the uh, emergency fund, but Generally, um, most civilian agencies are going to see some cuts. Yes, and it's hard to see where the cuts will be because the narratives that we've seen so far simply say, we're going to invest in this, invest in that. They're they're kind of mum on specifically what they're going to cut from year to year. One thing, Tom, that we're seeing, however, is you see some top line numbers and the administration has been very clear. For instance, EPA, they're going to cut something like uh, $6 billion off of their budget. They're talking about you know double digit percent cuts from places like HUD or, or places like Interior or Agriculture. And I think those are some big concerns. I think uh, our colleague Jared Serbu, who we're talking to later this this hour, uh, the Army Corps engineers, 31 percent reduction. And I think those are the concerns that, that really are going to get – uh, the flags waving and people up on their arms uh, and concerned when this goes to Congress and when Congress starts looking deeper into this. Sure. And Nicole, those that don't remember, the White House is proposing that federal employee retirement idea. And let's review that one because it keeps bubbling up no matter how many times that beach ball gets pushed down. It pops up to the surface every year. So it's the third consecutive year that the White House has made these proposals or similar ones. And You'll probably remember, but if you don't, an increase in federal employee contributions by about a percent every year, an elimination of the cost of living adjustment for those in FERS, and then cutting it in half from what it currently is for those in SERS, uh, basing future retirement calculations on the average five-year salary as opposed to the average highest three years, and then getting rid of the FERS special retirement supplement, which is mostly for federal uh, law enforcement officers who, for example, are statutorily required to retire before they hit Social Security. You know, there were some other familiar mentions of cuts to federal employee health benefits program, essentially having the employees contribute more to their premium, um, a few other tax issues in there as well. So I think we'll see more details, though, on those next week. And one little nasty thing I noticed, too, was um, I'm, I'm being judgmental here, was the elimination of the student loan forgiveness program for public service. That was a centerpiece, I think, during the Obama administration. 
or even before that, it may have started with the Clinton administration, to be honest. Wow. It's been, I think, around that long. And and one of the concerns we see from all these uh, proposed changes is they, they really have a, a very minor effect on the budget. $102 billion. $102 billion yes. over 10 years. So it's it's roughly, you know, $10 billion a year, which when you're talking about a trillion-dollar deficit, you really just like you and me saving 30 cents on, on a tube of toothpaste at the, at the giant. It's nice to have, but, but well, it really is going to make a difference. probably philosophical maybe differences with that idea perhaps. Is more important to this administration than the dollars, and I think that's what's key here. Is and Nicole wrote about this very similar last year, and I think we'll probably write the same story this year in the sense of this is a big policy document. I mean, this is really setting up what the administration wants to do from a policy standpoint, and and the the dollar figures I think are secondary. It's it's this idea of changing the approach to federal employees and their benefits because they they believe, and and I think we've heard this time and again, that federal employee benefits are not in line with what is happening in the private sector. I think this is part of their attempt to what they believe is bring bring benefits back in line. We're speaking with Federal News Radio's Jason Miller and Nicola Grisco, and some reorganization proposals have been bouncing around the administration since the beginning. What does the budget, this 150-page short form on the budget that came out yesterday, what does that say about that? So the budget proposal pushes forward the merger that we've heard about of the Office of Personnel Management and General Services Administration. There haven't been a ton of details about this proposal. It's still unclear exactly how they're planning on getting this done. But in a fact sheet on the government reorg proposal, uh, the the White House mentions that, you know, this reflects the complete organization, reorganization of OPM's uh, functions within GSA in fiscal 2020. The plan is to move background investigations this year in, in 2019. And they say they're going to do this through a combination of legislative proposals and appropriations to cover GSA's transition costs of assuming OPM's remaining functions. And if you look at this summary budget proposal, OPM is mentioned once or twice throughout the entire document. And all of the retirement uh, reduction proposals are all listed under the General Services Administration, which is not something we've seen before. And Tom, real quick, this is a really key piece here because this I've been, we've been following this OPM-GSA merger, Nicole and I have for quite a while. And one of the things that has come up as we've talked to people inside OPM, inside GSA, is this idea of how, how who can pay for it and what's it going to cost. And I think by them, by the administration putting the request in the budget to pay for it through appropriations is a very key sign because Congress can then obviously weigh in and say, no, we're not going to fund it. So then will OPM and GSA have to come up with a different way to fund it through other funds, through the revolving fund, which Nicole and I have had lots of conversations about that OPM holds. Can it be used? Can it not be used? And there's been a lot of fuel controversy around that. Sure. And finally, one of the biggest ticket items every year is IT, and one of the biggest management agenda items is IT modernization. And Jason, what were you able to glean out of the 150-page document on that? There's a lot of good tidbits, but not a lot of big, broad areas that we can really dig dig into. The the biggest one, Tom, I'll just highlight is the Technology Modernization Fund, the TMF Fund. Uh, The the administration is going to request $150 million for 2020. Now, that's much lower than what they did in years past, roughly about $438 million in 2018, 2019 combined. Uh, We know they only received about $110 million in those two years combined. So maybe they're rethinking how how much money they really need to ask for. The other thing that popped out, Tom, that comes to me is each agency is, is there's four or five, six agencies that are very specific around IT modernization. For instance, transportation is asking for $502 million for its working capital fund to continue to consolidate IT. The Labor Department is getting a lot of 
kudos for their efforts. And, and while we don't know how much money they're being uh, they're requesting, they are the, – the, the administration called it out, said because of the hard work they're doing to give the CIO more authority to, to deal with legacy systems. And then finally, HUD. We know HUD's been challenged for a long time around both financial management and more broadly IT uh, systems. They also are called out specifically in this skinny budget as, hey, this is an important policy slash initiative for us. So, again, not a lot of details but a lot there to, to really – start to dig into in maybe another week or so. I was going to ask, when do all of these details to widen the skinny budget start to come out? Well, it will be next week. That's when I think we'll see the analytical perspectives, which is a favorite among all of us here. It's a good read. It is. Um, So we'll see more next week on that. You know, individual agencies will start to brief Congress this week and following the next uh, you know, also this week, some agencies are having press calls, the VA, for example. And on that IT front, they're another one that's getting a significant amount uh, more in IT spending, $200 million more million to recapitalize an aging network infrastructure and expedite the transition to the cloud. Another example of, of what Jason was mentioning. All right. Lots out. Lots to come. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco and Jason Miller. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Check out their ongoing coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.